all week with you a happy days podcast hosted by dan i'm your host i'm dan how are you welcome to season seven episode 12 the penultimate episode of season seven we are in i believe march right of 1980 for the two episodes we are discussing now uh yes we are march 4th 1980 father and son both of these episodes by the way directed by jerry paris uh, Father and Son directed by uh, is written by Fred Fox Jr. March 11th, 1980, Ryan Epus's is born. It's time for the Big Leopard Lodge uh, convention in Chicago. Mr. C now, of course, is the Grand Poobah. And he's become jealous of a Mr. Hedges and Jr. Uh, who are also, who are, who are like... Um, Ralph Malf, like Ralph Malf and his dad, they're kind of like they're they're buddies. They hang out, they goof around, you know. They they bring the whoopee cushions and the toilet paper and the seltzer bottles to the conventions, and and they wear masks and they're goofballs and they're pretty insufferable. And Mister C wants Richie and him to be like that, um, which seems like a a bad idea at the very start. And Richie kind of knows it's a bad idea, but I think he Mister C has to go through it. And learn that he's not uh, Richie's buddy uh, is that he's Richie's father and Richie's his son. Uh, and it's it's um, well. Let me let me play you a little bit of music and then I, I dove right into it. Eh, it's gonna have we're getting we're getting near the end of the season. I always get excited when we get near the end of a season, especially a season like this, which put us into the 1980s and which is slowly reconfiguring the show to make way for no Richie and no Ralph. So listen to this. I'll be right back. Chicago, Chicago, that toddling town. Chicago, Chicago, I will show you around. I love it. Let's start off with a few things. You can tell that this episode is going to be not not in Milwaukee by the fact that Joni appears very briefly, kind of runs out of the scene because she doesn't want Mr. Hedges to say to her, you're growing like a weed. Although Mr. Hedges does have a moment where he's like, where's that attractive young daughter of yours? <laughs> oh, Perf Town, USA. And, but but, but the, the weird thing is after the last episode, Joni rushes up the steps and then a couple minutes later, Chachi comes in with the Fonz and the Fonz has a trouble with the way Chachi's dressed because they're going to see their grandmother and he thinks Chachi's underdressed. Joni doesn't come down and say hi to him. I'm wondering, I mean, you would think he would say, like, hey, is Joni around? Can I say hi to Joni? He doesn't. That's, we, we've had this happen with Happy Days before. Some of these episodes, like, it's crazy the way they're sort of out of order. But I, I feel like this was possibly made before. It, it's funny, watching it, I feel like it should have been the season finale. It should have been the goodbye for Richie and, and uh, Ron Howard. Um, but it's not. We still have three more episodes. Um and I, f- I feel maybe, well, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll say more about that in a moment. I know I'm all over the place. I always end with these episodes. We got a lot going on. We do get one strange thing where Richie does say that um, he, Ralph, and Potsy were going into Chicago for the weekend uh, to see the Bears play, and no one there is dressed as if it were winter time. So this must be autumn, right? I mean, this must be September. 
right? I, I would think. So is this September 61? I thought we were in like spring of 62. This is weird because like like four or five episodes ago, Joni was very specifically said to be a scene. Well, was it that long ago? Like three, one, two, three, four episodes ago, Joni was very specifically said to be a senior. But now we're still in like September. I don't know where we are. We're either, we, we, we got to be right. We got to be in fall or winter. Uh, 61, 62. This can't be 62 because Joni would be in college. She wouldn't be in high school anymore. I don't know where we are. I think things are getting shown out of order. Things are all goofball. But I guess this is set in like September-ish of 1961. I don't know. They go to Chicago, and you could tell that you could tell that jo- uh, that Fonz, Joni, and Chachi are and Mrs. C aren't going to be doing anything in the episode once they get to Chicago. That it's all going to take place in Chicago because everyone makes a little contractual appearance, and that's about it. And then we go to Chicago, and and, and Ralph and Patsy that they get Ralph and Patsy get probably one of their best scenes ever where they're talking with Mr. C after the gal jumps out of the cake. And uh, I think her name is Margo. She jumps out of the cake and she sort of befriends Richie and they go up to Richie's, uh, the hotel room. Mr. C takes time to talk with Ralph and Potsy about like what their relationship is with their dads and uh, why can't I be buddies with Richie. And it's pretty great because Ralph says, you know, like he and his dad are buddies, which means they joke around. But if they ever have to talk about anything serious, it doesn't happen. You know, and Potsy, Potsy is the great, but we always knew Potsy and his, his parents were not doing great. But he says, you know, I, I talked, I went to my dad, you know, and I said, dad, I've, I've got a, a, some serious I need to talk to you about. And he said, I, I, you know, I, let me, I have to get back to you on that, son. You know, I'm going to have to get back to you. That was eight years ago. So, and, and so the great, the great, the, the great thing with the episode, I mean, it's a Fred Fox Jr. episode. And usually he does kind of important episodes. Um, but I really do sort of feel like Beverly Bloomberg's previous episode is the important one that's moving the show forward. We still have four full seasons to go, everybody. We got we have over 80 episodes. We got probably, what, about 90 episodes left or so? So we got a lot of episodes left. So the show's got to push forward at the end of its seventh season. And this episode is one that would have worked really great in the first two seasons. It's got some feeling of some of those earlier first two seasons episodes, but it, it really ratchets up the comedy and the crazy, you know, and when like the when Margot jumps out of the cake and she's in her um, outfit and the legs and the nice and the the decolletage and she's j- j- jumping around and and um, uh, Hedges Junior there um, clearly is. Um, because they all get in line to kiss her, and, and um, Hedges Jr., played by Mr. Clint Howard, goes way overboard. She's like slapping him to get him to stop, and all the guys are laughing. And you think, oh, sexual harassment, if this was 1962. Sexual harassment was just another day on the job. So, uh, there, yeah, it's, it's an interesting episode, yeah, because cause it, it really does, it really is like Mr. C wants to be like that until he realizes that. Um, that's not the way they're going to be, you know. Um, you know, and, and, Miss, and Richie has that great moment at the end, you know, where he says, you know, what, you know, what do I really want? You know, do I want an old buddy or a perfect father? And it's a beautiful moment. And the crowd goes, ah, and it's great. And if it had occurred earlier in the show, it would have been something that, like, brought their friendship even closer. But we know that in, we, we know that in three episodes, Richie's gone. And so this is kind of like a closing, kind of like a say goodbye to um, to to this sort of thing. Because um, who knows what happened to Chuck? 
and Richie's going to be gone in, in literally in four episodes from now. It'll be the start of the next season, and Richie is gone. And so it's just Joni. So Joni has to be given sort of uh, built up and and um, all this, that, and the other, and and then Richie. Yeah. The episode I have has a um, commercial, TV Land commercials, and it has a, a commercial for like footage of like Siegfried and Roy magicians of the century the Siegfried and Roy collection it shows them on a lot of their cats and stuff and yeah <laughs> Siegfried and Roy um anyway Roy looks a little like Udo Kier Kier um but uh but <laughs> did Liberace ever play piano for them anyway where was I um Mr. C Richie do 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 I think the thing that makes the episode a wonderful sort of closure episode is in so many of the episodes Mr. C steps forward and helps Richie out gives him a little encouragement gives him a little advice teaches him a little lesson but in this one the the last episode where they're kind of really close like this it's the other way around when Mr. C says I'm going to invite Richie to the 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 thing and then Mrs. C is like ah he's not gonna really want to go it's not really his thing no I'll invite uh well he's afraid to invite him because he thinks Richie will laugh at his face and Richie does laugh at his face it's just dad that's not for me I I shouldn't do that and the great thing is that Mr. C wants it's it's Mr. C wants something and Richie knows that it's not right Richie knows that it's not going to work but he goes through it just to show his dad that this doesn't work and we're great the way we are. So Mr. C gets taught a lesson by his son in this episode and it's beautiful closure after seven seasons. You know, and having Clint Howard show up and, and throw stuff at, at Richie. and It's great. Clint Howard is, is the Hedges Jr. And Dave Ketchum, Agent 13 from, uh, from Get Smart and also a writer with Tony DeMarco on Happy Days. He and his he, he was his writing partner, Tony DeMarco. I think they're like executive story editors or something. So it's fun to see him in this. Does he does he ham it up? Uh, yes, yes, he does. Is it bad? No, no. It's it's fun. It's meant it's meant to be obnoxious, like Ralph and his dad. And it's great to see Ralph and Potsy in this too, because I love that they're like. They've got stewardesses back at the hotel and they're going to see the Bears game and this is going on. There's kind of a lovely, lovely dichotomy between Richie is now grown up and he had a plan to be out here too, but he's going to be with his dad to try to, I don't, I don't think try to build up their relationship. It's like, like I said, Howard is really trying to make their relationship, some, relationship into something it isn't and Richie knows that it isn't what they want. It's it's fun and I do I do I do like the concept too that like Margot jumps out of the cake and she's she's really lovely and she kisses all the guys and then all the guys go away to stop traffic or TP the hotel or something and she stays with Richie and they start talking and this feels very familiar. I mean I guess that's the point right it feels like when Richie was talking to that stripper back in season 2 or whenever that you know I forget exactly when that was and they they actually make a reference to the episode where where um Richie becomes the basketball hero, but then misses the free throw. Mr. C gives him a lifesaver. So that, so that, I think the episode is full of callbacks to, I mean, the, 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 um, 
the the leper lodge the the meeting that they're in is like is like that marine bachelor party that they did back in like season one and it's all i think it's like all callbacks to previous sort of episodes with with richie getting in trouble and then mr c coming and helping him deal with it but in this one i mean the okay the tricky thing with this one of course is that what's going on with Lori beth you know margo sits in his lap and he starts kissing margo and they start kissing each other what about Laurie Beth? Is Laurie Beth? I don't. I don't understand what's going on. You know, is it like? I mean, do they have a sort of? Do they have an open relationship? I don't know. Did that? That I guess that existed, right? Nineteen sixty-two ish. But it just seemed. It just is weird to me. And every time it happens, I almost feel like Fred Fox like didn't get a memo on something. You know, saying he's going out with Laurie Beth. He shouldn't be doing this. I almost do think that he missed the memo saying, you know, Richie's going to be gone. So doing an episode like this feels a bit weird, but ends up feeling perfect. Because, it, like I said, it feels like a capper. It feels like a bookend. It feels like closure rather than um, like, like another just random episode. This, this almost feels like, you're a great dad. Thanks, Richie. You're, you're a great son. Good luck. Good luck. And that I like. And I like, too, that Richie and Margot just seem to be, like, talking about writing, which I like very much. And then... I, I don't I don't fully know why Margot feels that she needs to sit on Richie's lap and they need to kiss. I, I never quite understood that. I would have thought she was tired of that. I mean, Richie seems like a nice guy. And unlike, say, the high school Richie, uh, in the, you know, seasons ago, this is a grown-up Richie. I mean, 20, 21, like 21, 20, 20. I don't know how old he's meant to be, but he's in his early 20s. So... Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, that, that part always struck me as weird. Like, I would have preferred if... They were just talking when Mr. C kind of, <laughs> I'm at the door. I don't have my key. And they're like, oh, it's my dad. And they came and they were just sitting there. But the fact that she ends up on his lap and they start kissing is like, did, did Margot feel like she had to do that? Was Richie hoping she'd do that? Were they not really just going to, I mean, what, what were they planning on doing? You know, dad, I'm going to hang a sock on the door because me and, the, me and the, the gal who jumped out of the cake are, are in bed. And we're in your bed because I don't want to mess up my sheet. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't fully get exactly what's happening there, and I really do think that it would have been better if they just continued to talk. Because when I, I mean, she's very, uh, she's gorgeous and she's got a great body, and she's and her and Richie seem to be getting on well together. And maybe, maybe there's no reason why they couldn't do this. But but it does seem to me like the uh, I, I feel like the episode is kind of going in the direction of them not doing it. But they do do it, and so you can't do do it. They they she does sit on his lap. They do kiss. Then Mister C comes in. So whatever it is that I'm thinking, I should have happened didn't happen. What happened is what happened, and that that's what happened. And um, I I mean if I were Richie at that point, I probably I would have done the same. So you know I can't. No, and I like the fact. I, I think the fact that we're getting that this is something different is when Margot leaves, the door closes, and Richie looks at Mister C the way Mister C always looked at Richie when he goofed up. And you're like, okay, we're twisting it, we're turning it here, and the guys who were such who were in high school and were just young kids, sometimes getting in trouble, just having fun, they're now grown up, and things are about to change uh, heartily for the show very shortly but before they, we do that we have three more episodes the next one is a potsy is born uh we're gonna i guess it's gonna feature potsy is it, i think this is the first time we featured potsy what's it's the last episode of the last season the one with the the 
was it a physics class, a biology class? I forget what that class was. But Potsy hasn't done much in this season. He's good in this episode, but he's going to get an episode. And then the last two episodes of the season, forgive me, I think we get a Ralph, and then we get an ensemble. But uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is yeah, two, two great episodes in a row. One uh, fool's rush in from the last, we talked about last time, that is pushing the show forward, although this episode seems to ignore it. Um, we're hoping it doesn't. I mean, maybe that's a thing. Like, I'm wondering if we're going to get any more reference to Joni and Chachi being together again until, I mean, I can't tell you the first episode of season eight, I believe, um, is focused on Joni and Chachi being together. So if these last three episodes focus more on Ralph and, and Mr. C and, and Richie and stuff like that, I, I understood. Maybe they thought Anson William Potsy was going to leave. And, and so they're giving him like the next episode and, but he doesn't leave he's still there even when he's not there he's kind of still there but anyway uh, yeah Potsy is born um, Potsy thinks he's going to be a star and I, I believe he acts like a jerk let me um, let me play some music and then we'll be on the other side let's go surfing now everybody's learning how come on a safari with me Well, now I'm completely confused because Potsy very definitely sings Surf and Safari. Gets the attention of the uh, the nightclub lady um, jerk there. Surf and Safari was a hit for the Beach Boys. Their first hit. Their first single was Surfin', which had come out in 61. But this is not Surfin'. This is Surf and Safari. Come on, baby, Surf and Safari. Come on, baby. It came out June of 62. Which means when I was saying for uh, father and son that maybe this was autumn of 61. This can't be if they're doing surf and safari. Is this autumn of 62? And if it is, I feel like Joni's lost a year somewhere in there. If she's still a senior, they haven't said she's in college yet. Because halfway through, I'm not, I don't, I don't really want to go through the whole schmagaggy again of the time but we do know the absolute time that we we know is chris december 25th sixty was when last season's christmas episode took place and then we seem to go through about a year's worth and like i've said for the past seven eight episodes i thought we were around spring of 1962 Joni a senior in high school but we get talk of going in the previous episode going to a football game and in this one, we get um, singing Surf and Safari, and this—I mean, this this could be in um, this could be in the summer, you know. But um, I really don't know if it's if it's in the summer. I don't think it makes sense because I think we're going to still see Joni in school, or or I may I may be wrong on that. But it's just it's just kind of weird because now I really if this if this is anything to go by, we are this is like July nineteen sixty two beyond. And if in the previous episode they were going to see football games, that puts us between, like, say, September and December. But there's no mention of Christmas. There's no mention of Thanksgiving. There's no mention of Halloween, which we know this show does. And there's no sign. And as I said, you know, it was it, two episodes ago, Richie left the front door wide open and ice cream melted. When they were doing those fat kid jokes, that was weird. But, but um, so, I mean, to me... <sighs> Have we been in September of 1962 for ages? That seems to be where we are, but that seems a little weird to me. 
I, I don't really know. I, I do know that this was the last episode of the season that they made. And it's weird that the last episode they would have made in the season, knowing full well that Richie and Ralph were leaving, to focus on Potsy is possibly saying that Potsy would be, you know, sort of pushing us ahead here. Again, there's nothing. Joni and Chachi, there's nothing. I was, I really do feel like Fools Rush In came in, laid the groundwork, and they're going to deal with it next season. Because Chachi's in this episode. He's drumming in the band when they do Serve the Safari and Mac the Knife. And, and Joni's in, in the episode briefly and, and when, when Potsy shows up being a jerk. But, yeah, there's nothing more about their romance in this. So, gosh, the the dating, I mean, Surfit Safari, this has, this isn't the summer. I This this can't be the summer because it's, it's still, we're still, it's, school stuff is still happening. And, and so this must be, this must be the fall, the fall of 62. Because I, I think by time you get to like the summer of 63, because Surfit Safari, the album, I have Surfit Safari, the album, I have all the Beach Boys albums from Surfit Safari to the Beach Boy Love You in like 77. And they they released albums very quickly. So the, it was Surfing Safari, then Surfing USA. So if this had been, say, spring of 63, I think they would have probably been singing Surfing USA rather than Surfing Safari. Surfing Safari is their big hit. And it, 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 it's, if you listen to it compared to their other hits, um, it does feel very primitive. And it is the, it's the start of the, the beach party craze and everything is about to begin. You know, and which I love. You guys know I love the Beach Party movies. Oh, mama, when are we getting the Blu-ray set? We got three of the Beach Parties on Blu-ray. The other four, I've got random DVD states. Um, but I will say, Ghost of the Invisible Bikini, I have on a flip disc, MGM disc, with Ghost of Dragstrip Hollow, which is one of my all-time favorites, which I suddenly want to watch right now on, on the other side. But yeah, so dating, I don't know. Autumn, 62. I don't know. It, it That seems wrong to me. It seems like it should be much earlier in 62 or later in 61. But this, I mean, he sings the whole song. They they let Anson Williams do two entire songs. Servant Safari to a loving crowd and and um, Mac the Knife to the, the two people at the nightclub, the lady and, and the guy who are just being jerks. And, I mean, overall, the episode is a good one. It... Um, it again, sort of like the Allison episode, where I felt like I missed the scene. I feel like I missed something here because Potsy, he sings and he's trying to impress a gal, and this woman from this this nightclub or wherever comes to him and says, "Hey, we just lost this this guy, our main singer, who's this huge draw, and I think you might be able to replace him." And Potsy, instead of like being like, "I'm going to prepare for it," they put out a huge billboard with Potsy on it. And they kind of butter pots, so he becomes a jerk. He becomes an absolute jerk, and it's it's kind of amusing to see. It doesn't really, I mean, unless I mean, you know, Patsy has been becoming more idiotic as the the time has gone on. So I mean, the the concept might be that he's just completely out of touch with reality, and and and, and Ralph becomes his lackey, and he he picks on the members of the band, and he. Wants the Fonz to be his manager. I do. I do like the fact that like both Mr. C and the Fonz were completely scared by the fact that there was an enormous 
billboard of Potsy out there in Milwaukee. I, I think that's very funny to me, especially when the Fonz shows up all beat up and bruised and his jeans are torn up and his jacket's in a bad way because he said, I rounded a corner and there was like a 20-foot tall Potsy his, with a big smile. His teeth were as big as your front door and he crashed his bike. I like that. That's funny. I like the Fonz throughout this because the Fonz throughout this is doing that... Um, uh, he doesn't really like Potsy, the Fonz. I mean, he tolerates Potsy, but he likes Richie. He's okay with Ralph. He tolerates Potsy. And so when he has to deal with Potsy in this one, you can start kind of girding his teeth and just hoping that it'll go. You know, and Potsy takes over the men's room in Arnold's and, and has Lori Beth uh, teaching him to dance. And he, he chastises the band, you know, shape up or ship out, which is just a horrible thing. I mean, shape up or ship out, uh, you know, it's, it's akin to like someone telling you to man up. You know, it's one of those things you hear and you're like, I want to kick you in the nuts and throw you down a well. Hopefully, preferably a well inhabited by the spirit of a Japanese girl who's going to tear you apart. But overall, I like the episode. I think it's a charming episode. If this is the last big episode with Potsy in it before the shakeup, then uh, I'm okay with this one. This it's a, it's a fun episode. It's got some laughs. If you can roll with it, and if, I mean, it's very much a 50s-style sitcom thing, you know, like Ralph Cramden would do something like this where he's acting one way in one scene, then the end, next scene he's acting completely different. I mean, I, I always the thing with Happy Days is when Happy Days starts off, it tried to be a more sort of real version of a, of a sitcom from the 50s. And obviously it's gradually become less and less of that. And Potsy acting like this is... I mean, I can see it sort of going to his head, but the thing is, he, he hasn't even done the audition yet. I mean, they... I mean, that's the thing with it, right? I mean, they've met some awful sort of talent promoter uh, people in charge here when it comes to their musical career because the, the two... The, the woman who wants Potsy to come in, they're basically... Basically, they're doing what um, Hollywood did to Arnold Ziffel, and a star named Arnold is born. They bring Arnold in, and they're they're putting him through the screen tests and things like that. But they're really doing it because their horse, uh, who is very popular, wants more money, and they're not going to give him more money. And basically, they they bring in Arnold to kind of scare the horse into renegotiating the contract. And there, you can kind of deal with it because it's a pig and a horse and, and Arnold and, and the horse have a long discussion, which is all subtitled. You can deal with it there because it's Green Acres and Green Acres starts off like it might be in reality. I think I think the thing with Green Acres is this, that when Green Acres begins, it's very much rooted in reality with it, uh, with the host of What's My Line uh, hosting the first episode, like it's a documentary, and Mr. and Mrs. Douglas coming from... Um, New York City, and so, but, but they then they enter Hooterville, and as the show goes along, it be, it goes from becoming a show that might have some reality to being a sitcom, and it becomes more and more crazy as it goes, and I think that's why why the shows. I'm talking about Green Acres again. I should be talking about Happy Days, but we are at a point here. I mean, we're at the end of the seventh season. Laverne and Shirley is now back on after Happy Days, and. Laverne and Shirley's ratings have improved incredibly, but Happy Days is still like in the. I think it's still like in the top twenty. It's but but it's not like it's no longer in the top five every week. It's it's simply dropped out of there because of that change. Maybe they they did get some more people back when Laverne and Shirley came back, but it was just like it was. Um, you know the 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 chain was broken basically. I I think I've said this before on here, maybe at the beginning of this season, but there was like. F- 
like when I was a very little kid, one of the things we'd watch, I, I mean, I mean, 1980, I was seven, but I remember for a few years there, like that was, that was the thing, like, and into the eighties, we, my sister and I did it too. We watched happy, look, Tuesday night was happy days in Laverne and Shirley. And I think what happened with a lot of people is they had three, three and a half years of happy days in Laverne and Shirley. And it was a tradition. And then the network broke that tradition and put Angie in there, a show which I'm told is decent, but which no one wanted to watch after Happy Days. And they put Laverne and Shirley in a spot where people had other things they wanted to watch. And suddenly the chain was broken. And so when they brought Laverne and Shirley back, people had gone away from that time slot. That's the way TV worked. You had a space you went to, you were happy, you were safe, you felt good. Then if a show gets canceled or a show gets moved to another spot, that breaks up and, and you hope that you can keep it, but they didn't keep it. Obviously, where the Vernon Shirley went was trash. And where Happy Days was with Angie after it turned out to be not good for them. I mean, Angie, of course, is off the air by the end of this season. But Happy Days obviously continues for another four years and the Vernon Shirley, I think, for another three. So, so I, you know, things were still okay. I mean, a show doesn't go on for another four seasons, maybe another 80 to 90 episodes because it's in the toilet. I mean, look at look at Dallas, you know. Dallas drops out of the top five, top ten, what, after season nine or ten, but it still goes on for another, like, four years. So, so and, and it's just general popularity. There are people who will watch it, but it's, it's kind of sad to think that we are at a point right now, Richie and Ralph are about to leave, and sort of the one-two punch of Happy Days of Laverne Shirley has been irreparably damaged, and it will not be coming back. The, the ratings will drop slowly but surely over the course of the next three seasons until at the start of the 11th, the production team decides, now we're done. This will be our last season. And they're lucky in that they get to sort of clear it up and such. Um, but, yeah, yeah, this is this is a nice one. You know, Potsy's still going to be with the show, and um, but he doesn't really do a whole hell of a lot through the remaining four seasons that I remember. But this is kind of, I, I don't think this is his last featured episode, but this is a good one to kind of go out with Richie Red Ralph and I like um you know I, I like I like the way Fonzie deals with the with the the two mean people who have just led Potsy along and think nothing of it. You know Potsy destroy you know uh, Fonz destroys the table and he pushes the guy back down his seat and he has the best I mean one of my favorite put down sort of moments you know after 160 odd episodes of Happy Days or 170 however however many there are at this point just um, when he looks at the, the woman there who, who's done this to Potsy and says, you know, I never met a woman I didn't like. And she's oh, 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 until today. And that's just like, she doesn't know it, but to us, that's the biggest put down you can give. If the Fonz has found a woman who he has no time for, that's not great. So, yeah, so that is the... Um, that is that is a Potsy is born. I think I think Father and Son of Potsy is born. Fools rush in three three good to very good episodes in a row. You know this this I'm so glad that season seven has been better than season six. I was getting so down overseas. It's just a question of quality with the writing and this this I will say this this does have the the feeling of we're no longer at the top. We've got some major cast members leaving, so we're reconfiguring things. So this has the feeling of a show trying to say goodbye in one spot and also say hello, and, and we're continuing here in another. And I like that. So uh, so we go on now. We're finishing up um, the uh, the uh, season here with uh, 
The Roaring Twenties and Ralph's Family Problem. We're going to uh, finalize the episode. Now, this is going to be a bit weird because um, I, I, I haven't seen The Roaring Twenties in ages, but I do know that Ralph's Family Problem has something that happens in it that makes you go, wait, what's going on? So if the timeline isn't confused enough. Ugh. So, yeah, let's. it's funny. The Roaring Twenties. And it's funny to think that, that Mr. and Mrs. C started going out in 1934. Only four years away from the Roaring Twenties. I wonder what you're going to have to say about that. Anyway, be good to yourselves, everyone. And we will be back next time with the final episode of our Season 7 cover. Season 7? Anyway, be good to yourselves, everyone. And we will be back next time with our final episode of Season 7 coverage. Are these are such happy days.